Hey, Bryce, do you hear something leaking? Uh, no, no, I don't, to be completely honest with you. Hmm. That's weird. We're still a week away from Pokemon. Maybe we should check the news, you know, make sure nothing too bad's coming out. Well, sounds like an idea, but uh, I might just keep my eyes closed just in case. Yeah, good idea. Let's uh, let's not go on any social media or anything. But uh, tell you what, my friend just messaged me on Facebook. Let's uh, let's see what's going on. Oh, oh, oh God! Oh no! No, oh, what is oh, it? Oh no! Oh, the, the the starter evolutions. They're there, right in front of me. Oh no! Please, please! No. Oh, oh, the legendaries! No! Oh, no! Oh! oh. The Galarian forms! How many Pokemon in the Pokedex? Wait, no, don't oh, tell me! Oh no! The number's there! Ah, it's on the screen, bro! Ah, no! Ah, ah. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the award-winning Nintendo podcast, back by 120 power star rating and the doors to episode 121 are open i'm your host drew agnew and joining me as always is my best buddy bryce dewitt how you going my hello friend. my friend hello friend oh friend mm. friend how you going yeah good yeah that's yeah. good yeah <laughs> had a pretty good week you know yeah so i uh, i didn't work at the pub this weekend, so I haven't seen you. No, well, yeah, if you don't work until December twentieth. Mm, if, if it felt a bit weird to me, honestly, I'm like, where's where's my Bryce? So, so, <laughs> so doing the podcast tonight's actually, you know, very special. Yeah, because it's our own catch up for the week until uh, the weekend when we get to play some Pokemon together. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so this week is uh, the week of Pokemon Sword and Shield. We've been waiting for it all year, and it's finally coming out this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, some uh, leaks have leaked. They've been leaking. For, I think literally it just burst open as soon as we stopped recording last week's episode. Yeah, it did, yeah. I think we mentioned something about like a little bit of elite here or something. Yeah. But now it's just like, boom. It's on. There's Let's Plays on the internet. There's information being data mined. The sprites are out. Uh, the whole Poke- mm. Pokedex is, you know, put out. So I guess we won't be talking about them. No, we uh, won't be. We, we very, we very consciously just had a discussion about it. We're not going to be talking about them. No, um, we feel like you know everybody should experience a game for themselves. It's Nintendo's biggest game of the year, and Pokemon mm. leaks have never gone so great in the past. So I guess in my own mind, I just want to make an aforementioned warning: somebody who has seen the leaks because the internet sucks, mm. and I can't keep off it for two minutes. <laughs> um, I, I've like personally, I've seen a couple of things. I've seen starter evolutions. <laughs> But I haven't seen too much. I haven't been uh, actively uh, looking for them. Um, today, I did watch a couple of snippets from uh, a Let's Play someone put up on YouTube. Yep. So I couldn't help myself there. I just wanted to sort of watch the game and hear some music from the battles and that. But yep. no, no. Uh, oh, there was one thing at the beginning of, beginning of the game where I'm like, oh yeah, okay, yep. But nothing else apart from that. Yep. Um, and it really sucks because at the start when it happened, I'm like, oh no, because I did not want to see the start, like the starters evolutions. I wanted to go into the game and see them there, and we were so close. We were, yeah. we were a week um, until release. Uh, Nintendo themselves or the Pokemon Company did not announce them, and by the looks of it, they aren't going to announce them. And unfortunately, it's just someone has got their hands on a copy and that was just leaking them all over the internet, and now people are starting to get their. Uh, copies from just 
I guess, uh, shops selling them early and things like that. Yeah, it's just a, yeah, it, it it sucks. It does. It, it really does suck. So just as just an aforementioned warning, I guess. Um, everything is out there, and I mean, every single little detail you could possibly imagine. Um, obviously there are some things that, you know, some people of might have not gotten around to yet to discovering and all that. But in terms of game mechanics, Pokemon, Pokedex, whatever it may be, gym leaders, it's all out in the open. Mm. If you if you're looking for it, you'll find it very easily. But um, I encourage you, if you want a fresh experience, to not. Um, I've seen them out of proxy for the most part, and I've just given up. If I see them, I don't care anymore. Um, but be careful out there. Um, there is a page on Twitter. I'm not going to mention it by name, but they are constantly posting leaks. So if you uh, happen to come across a page that has the word Centro in it somewhere, don't don't go to the page. You will get yourself spoiled. And yeah, it's mm. it's not a good time. It's not a good time. Yeah. <laughs> if like, there was someone on my uh, on my Twitter. Who like shared like a grid of like the leaked Pokemon? I'm like, oh look at these great designs! I'm like, oh fucking Jesus! What are you doing, dude? <laughs> yeah. I'm like fucking, it's like the day of. I'm like, no, block. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And pe- people are just on, on random uh, Facebook groups like, oh look at these evolutions! Don't they look cool? Like, no. Yeah. Don't want to see them. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people were like, oh my god, fuck off. Mm. You know. And fair, fairly right so, you know. it's Can't go anywhere without being leaked anymore. You said you can't spoil that just right now. God damn it. Yeah, it's like right near the right near the time it's actually released and just completely throw us off. Yeah. Oh, boy. Mm. So I guess uh, I guess uh, that out of the way, that's, that's as much as we can talk about it here, about <laughs> the leaks. Um, but this week I got my uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield Switch Lite. Which I had pre-ordered before. You did. I impulse bought my yellow one at PAX. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, and uh, I, I will admit, when I was like um, buying it, it wasn't the feeling of excitement, being like, "Oh yes, you know, brand new system." It was the I was just thinking, it's just that feeling in the stomach where it's like, "Should I be spending this money?" No, no <laughs> crap. But uh, it is a just first impressions. It is a very nice looking unit. But I definitely do prefer my yellow one. I just like the uh, bright color. Yeah, yeah. What, what what do you what do you think of it? Just holding it before. Look, it, it's better. It's better looking at it, but at the same time, it's still it's still awkward. Uh, with the with the split colors. With the split colors, I guess. Like, I get I get the design they were going for, but why'd you put it on a matte matte gray system, of all things? Mm. I, was, I could imagine if they have like blue buttons and pink buttons and they put that on top of a another bright colour it looked like a bloody a clown system or something I guess yeah well so (laughs) 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 Pokemon Circus Edition Nintendo Switch (laughs) come and get it (laughs) oh yeah Mm. Mm, baby oh baby so yes nice Switch Lite I guess that's all that really needs to be said about it not as good as the base colour ones probably yeah I like my yellow one Mm, there you go what's your favourite one the turquoise one or something uh, or the grey really. one probably just the grey one oh yeah That's not, the I'm, gray- a ba- I'm a basic bitch yeah yeah the grey one actually does look a lot better than I thought it would when I um, held it in person yeah yeah, yeah it looks pretty nice actually yeah mm. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess <laughs> it's a very dis- uh, disconjointed show this week um, it is yes 
Yes, we've been very busy people outside of our usual schedule. Mm. Yeah. Well, we've actually been sitting here for like an hour before just like really discussing Pokemon, but we don't want to put it on the show because it's... Uh, there were spoilers included, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I don't want to be one of those bastards subjecting people to spoilers. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I guess we'll, we'll we'll keep we'll keep the theme of Pokemon Bros because you know that's what you do on a podcast you keep with themes. Yes, you're, you're nodding your head. I mean, I mean, I mean, we've got more more Pokemon to talk about anyway. Do you want to get through Smash real quick? Yeah, let's do Smash. Okay. So Terry Bogard, there was a, a I guess a Sakurai direct for forty six minutes or so, and uh, immediately after he was available to download and Smash and play yourself. Um, I I have watched the direct, but I have not gotten the chance to. Um, play Terry yet you have had a good hands on experience with him so tell us all about it Bryce alright so uh, before before I quickly go into my own thoughts um, what was announced in the 45 minute direct was uh, Terry was coming out that day um, there would be a King of Fighters arena um, for his stage mm. which has a uh, little ring out like a ring out special thing yeah you can't sm- fall off of it so that's yeah. the main thing yeah yeah, you got to smash through a wall. Bam. Damn. Um, <laughs> but uh, Terry was coming out. That stage was coming out. There were 50 music tracks coming to the game with this one DLC pack. 50. That's a huge number. Mm, it's a lot of songs. That is a lot of songs. Um, there'd be a lot of guest appearances from characters in the SNK series uh, on the stage. Uh, and there would also be a few Mii Fighter costumes in the uh, form of uh, Nakuru as a <laughs> sword fighter option. Nakuru. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Ryo and Iori. Uh, Jackie and Akira. Yep. And I'm pretty sure they're all fist fighters. Yeah. So um, There's one that looks like Goku. A lot of people are just going to pretend that... Uh, there, Goku, with the orange sort of... Uh, the Ryo one. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, they also had, uh, also had Iori from King of Fighters. You may know him as the guy that missed the chance to grab the envelope just before Terry grabbed it and then laughed manically. That is Iori. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, Jackie and Akira from Virtual Fighter uh, in their Polygon of Glory. So, oh, except no, I don't think Jackie's polygonal for whatever reason. Probably because he's from more recent title of Virtual Fighter. Um, and there was also added options for uh, sent pre-send messages in the battle arena uh, online and the ability to invite elites only to your room so there you go that's interesting I suppose for that most part but the real meat of it is so I can invite you to my room because you're an elite I am an elite yeah I'm an elite I'm an elite guy bloody oaf you are that's right Anyway, um, so, <laughs> that aside, the main meat of the DLC was obviously Terry. Mm-hmm. So, what what do you need to know about Terry? What you need to know about Terry is that he plays very similar to Ryu and Ken in how he operates. He's always facing the enemy. He's got very basic moves that are fairly easy to combo together, um, as you would expect from Ken and Ryu being those type of characters, you know, mm. Street Fighter stringing combos together with basic moves uh, leading into special moves so Terry pretty much functions very similar Um, he has some button input commands for some moves and 
they will make them slightly more powerful as the same with Ryu and Ken. Um, but his defining feature is his go mechanic. So when you are at critical damage, so 100% plus, um, you can input a mega command, I guess we'll call it, that is a long string of directional inputs plus B or A. And he'll perform a special move that uh, has huge smash potential. So there's two of them. There's uh, Buster Wolf, and I can't remember what the other one's called right now. But the other one, um, the other one is basically just a big ground explosion near you, whereas Buster Wolf is like a long range smash. Mm. Um, so this is where like he's really very incredibly strong. If you manage to get over 100% health, you have that option to use those attacks the entire time. <laughs> like, you don't just use them once and they're gone. You can keep using them until you die. So, they don't do any much more damage than what a regular attack would do. But their smash potential is so gigantic that you're looking at, you know, 70% kills very easily with these attacks. And they're really fun to execute, but they do leave you open and they're easy to shield. So, if you can manage to catch somebody off guard and use one, good on you. you you're going to get yourself a really easy kill. Did you find executing them were easy? Or Yeah. Yeah. yeah? Surprisingly, yeah. I find, I, for whatever reason, I found them more uh, easier to execute than um, the empowered uh, Hadouken or Shoryuken from, um, obviously, Ken and Ryu. For whatever reason, it just feels easier to execute them. Because yeah, um, with, with those two characters, like Ryo and Ken... I sort of just, when they said, like, oh, you can put an input command, I was like, ah, Barrett, you've lost me already. I'm not going to even try. <laughs> no, with with Terry's, it's not too bad because there's sort of like a long string of like more or less a similar movement. Mm. Whereas it's, it's, it's kind of like a rock of the um, joystick, really, more than a yeah, that's right com- command. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's uh, much more of a, yeah, exactly that, a rock sort of back and forth and then executing the move. But obviously they take a second to activate depending on how far you're doing it from a person, will sort of determine whether you're going to be able to pull on it off or, off or not in the first place. Um, but he's really good. Uh, he's got a lot to his arsenal. Very similar um, similar in some situations to how Ken and Ryu would use their abilities. But he feels oddly unique. Um, he has a lot of kill potential in his up base similarly. Um, but... I think it probably kills quicker than what sure you can would. But the only problem is with sure you can, I guess, is the empowered version's much better. Hmm. Um, whereas the standard version's just nothing. Whereas uh, Terry's is sort of always around the board the same. Um, his spike's pretty decent. It works similarly to, similarly to Ken and Ryu's, where you can sort of hit them on an angle above them and they'll go flying diagonally. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just feel like. I guess to too long didn't listen since it's not a writing essay here. Um, that he's kind of what I wanted Ken and Ryu to be. Um, I wanted his special wanted their special moves to be there, but I feel like the Street Fighter ones are harder to execute than what the King of Fighters ones are. Yeah, and I feel like uh, Terry's got a lot of that unique flavor in a character that I love to see. Um, mm. his victory screens and everything that sort of just resonate with that kind of uh, the I guess the old SNK fighters he's just really fun to play his aesthetic is good 
there's a lot of representation for SNK in this DLC pack. Obviously, 50 tracks, you know, four main costumes, four, five, five. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's a lot of main costumes. Sorry, I had to think about that for a second. Um, and Sakurai seemed incredibly happy to have Terry here. And he was that happy he spent 20 minutes of that direct talking about SNK's history pretty yeah. much. So, you know, um, definitely seemed like it came from a place of passion. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and someone who, like, I don't know much about Fatal Fury. I never played them growing up or anything like that. And just having him sort of explain, I guess, giving you a history lesson on, like, why SNK is such a big thing, why Fatal Fury is an important uh, fighting series. And then just, like, going, to, going into each move, like, telling you that, you know, you're able to cancel in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate much like you can in the original SNK uh, game. So, yeah. the mechanics from that are coming across into this game, which is, you know, very, very true, different. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And getting, like, a history behind behind each move. And, like, even going to the point where it's, like, doing up A, you do, like, a, a like a, a backflip and do a kick. And he explains that this, is, this isn't in any of the games, but since it's the Super Smash Bros., we need an up A. So yeah. we made a new move. And it's, it's I found it just very interesting from like a, just a history point of um, video games, just really learning. Because I, I would have never said Terry Bogard as like in a vote when I'm going to like put in a, for characters that I would like. But having him there and sort of everything Sakurai and the teams put into him, and all the history of it's gone into it, like especially with all the music and that, like it's all pretty phenomenal, and all the uh, characters in the stages and everything, it's really cool. Yeah, mm. yeah, for sure. So overall, I'm pretty impressed so far. Yeah, um, I know a lot of people weren't too happy. They're kind of just like, "Who's Cherry?" Because let's face it, Fatal Fury is not as well known as Street Fighter and all that these no. days, um, especially since obviously Street Fighter's seeing releases, um, but. He plays similarly, yeah, but I feel like he's an easy character to resonate with and a whole lot of fun with his broken English. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. He's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's fun dashing all the way across the stage only for him to smash somebody in the face and say, are you okay? <laughs> it's it's beautiful, all right? Um, so, Terry, 10 out of 10. Play him. He's great. He's a lot of fun. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Uh, I'm. This is coming from a place of somebody who isn't really great or doesn't really enjoy... Ryu and Ken too much but Terry's definitely fun I really enjoy him hmm. yeah I'm definitely looking forward to giving him a go yep yeah yeah. like we were saying before like we need to play Smash Bros we need another Smash Night yeah the last time we had a Smash Night was you know at um, Ash and Tom's at PAX when we stayed there we had like a good one but it'd be good just to have like a couple of beers and play, play some again. Smash yeah play yeah. some Smash play some Smash yeah but these DLC characters really need to uh, put them under my wing and try, try something again yeah. Well, now we're on the wait. We're on the wait for DLC Fighter Five, and I know it's not the last one, but mm. you know, come Game Awards, we'll probably see the last one revealed. Yeah. So we were talking about that. So I guess Game Awards would be a good place for it again, because uh, I with with E three having the Hero and Banjo announced together, we're a bit ahead of. Yeah. I guess the schedule. At some points. Yeah. And they did say that all the characters should be out by the time of like January twenty twenty. So I doubt they'll be here December. Actually, I did say before, like, oh, do you reckon it'll be as early as December or as late as December? But I, I just sort of realised then December's only next month. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, Tom. Yeah, right. yeah, I yeah. forgot it was November. Yeah, it's already a quarter way through November. Yeah. Right. Shit. 
Feels like it's well, a, th- a third through November. Feels yeah. like it's October still or something. It does, yeah. But you know what? What? We'll see. We'll see. I'm very, very keen to find out what uh, number five will be. And then I'm... Co- they should tell us around about the same time uh, how many more fighters will be coming because obviously we know there's more in development. So that'd be good too. Mm. We'll see. Any... Do you have any characters left where you're like, oh, I definitely want this character? Oh, look, you could put anything in the game in that point and I'll be happy. Yeah. I think. I think I am too. Yeah. They, they've obviously Unless, done it. He's yeah. obviously done it from a little drop all the way through up mm-hmm. until now. He got he got somebody he was really passionate about in the game, in Terry, and that's cool. Um, it's interesting how every character coming out has a, like a real special mechanic about them. Yeah. With Terry, you got the go mechanic. With Banjo, you got the feathers for the dash uh, Hero, obviously, you got a lot going on with <laughs> Hero and uh, uh, Joker. What's Joker's again? Joker have one. Uh, Joker had Arsene. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're really like stretching of like what a Smash character can be. Yeah, yeah, and it's been really good. Hmm. I mean, um, again with Terry and his uh, his go, dude. That's fun to use. Like even just hitting somebody with that once is satisfying. Uh, you know, you won't always pull it off because it's obviously you've got to be over 100%. But when you're in that zone, mm. you know, you classify it as a real threat. So it's really interesting to um, see sort of something like that handed off to Terry and it looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Plays really well too. it be interesting to see who, who's uh, who's next in the line. I wonder if it would be uh, the biggest for last. You know what? Um, probably... I feel like um, by the time they announce whatever it is, it'll be something that's had a lot of influence, I guess, in recent years. Uh, so be like Dark Link. <gasps> <laughs> I'm thinking like um, as much as as much as I have my own style pension at the moment, probably Sora from Kingdom Hearts or something. Like okay, that. yeah, yeah. I think it'll be something on the level of that. Yeah, so I'm not a Kingdom Hearts fan, but seeing like seeing characters like that, where it's like, oh, I'm like, you know, it warms my heart. It's like, oh, good on you guys. Like, yeah, I'm happy for you. Oh, by every sense and, and Sora, word and matter, Sora fits. Yeah, and a beast. He'll be so much fun to play. Yeah. He fits the bill. And I yeah. mean, like, he was in Smash Flash, I guess. Um, oh, that's right. Smash Flash. And, um, you know, a lot of people since then have been like, yeah, you know what? Sure, it's probably a good idea. And you know what? Yeah. And probably. Goku and all the other characters in that game. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, I, I legitimately stand by it. I think Sora's had plenty of representation on Nintendo consoles. I think it's probably about time you saw a representation in Smash, especially since yeah. over the past. I guess that's the, that's the thing. Yeah. But as much as I hated Kingdom Hearts just, 3. <laughs> just devil's advocate, though. That is another Square Enix character. It uh, is another Square Enix character, but I don't think it's going to matter at this point. Yeah. But, yeah, devil's advocate, just saying. Yeah. yeah. Whether they want to sort of stretch it out to another another company or publisher or... That's like saying, oh, well, you know what? Technically, Rare's and Microsoft company. We've had King K. Rule. You know? We've Man. got Banjo-Kazooie. You know? That's true. Yeah, we got- and then and then we've got to, <laughs> you know, whatever else it may be that comes in. You got right? fifty from Nintendo. That's yeah. a bit ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, at the end of the day, I think like I don't think it matters on what company it is anymore. I, I know that he's trying to get as much representation as it like varied representation in as it is, but I still I still feel like with the last character, it's got to be that big kaboom. Mm. You know, 
Um, this was originally going to be the last character of DLC, and this was going to be the only DLC set, so I feel like this character is going to be a big deal, and then we'll have a couple more characters after that. I don't know how many more is planning to release. None of us know. Hopefully, we'll know soon, but um, I'd have to say at least two. Yeah, two or three. Yeah, I think three is a nice number. Yeah, I think so. Too. Do one at the start of the. Well, not probably not the start of the year. Because if you do, th- if you have say the next character in this pack, the fifth character, about early next year, then you've got an extra three. You can do it like you know, each season pretty much after that. Yeah, and it space out the rest of the year nicely. We'll see, Keep- but likely number five is about to co- is going to come around about the same time of the year anniversary of Joker. Hmm. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Uh, so Bryce, uh, Toby Fox has officially announced the the song or the piece of music that he's uh, composed in Pokemon Sword and Shield mm-hmm. and he's put a bit of a I guess a letter to the fans or a statement or whatever on Pokemon.com um, do you think I should read out the letter It'll take like a minute or two to read out uh, I should I, I say just summarise it to be perfectly honest it's kind of what you expect I think um, obviously we had this particular music track on the jukebox last week. Yeah, we talked. We did talk about this song last week, and we did play it at the end of the episode. Yeah, so Pokemon but Twitter officially announced it. They've actually week. announced it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he uh, attached a little bit of a letter <laughs> saying <laughs> that he went for a drink with uh, Game Freak <laughs> employees, and he smugglingly asked, "Hey, can I make a song?" And they're like, "Yes," and he's like, "Oh, okay." So he started making the song and he was hum- humming in, in his head on the way home after that drink and he sort of ended up just piecing it together and made the song that you can now preview officially, mm. uh, non-leaked. Um, I wonder where that leak, leak come from. Oh, the, who knows? I don't think it came from the actual game like I don't the rest so of the data. It was probably on the website somewhere and they hadn't yeah. released it yet. But um, yeah, so he, that's officially out there. He's basically said, went out for a drink with Game Freak. They said yes. I walked home and I was humming it in my head. Uh, and you won't hear this song until you finish the game. So it's post-game content story. Yeah. So that's interesting because so that it won't be your rival theme. It won't be, uh, a, for example, gym theme or something like that. It will be maybe a boss at the end of the game. Yeah. Similar, to, maybe similar to what uh, what Red is in Gold and Silver or Steven is in Pokemon Emerald. Something yeah. like that. That'd be that'd be really neat to have like a big maybe boss character like that. Would be good. Yeah. yeah. I guess we won't find out until uh, a couple of weeks, I guess, when we actually finish the game. <laughs> it's a good song though. I love the song. Mm. Yeah. And just so uh, I guess we're gonna be back on the Pokemon train again. So we've got I guess two more topics for the rest of this episode. So this this one is basically the hashtag that's going around Twitter and social media called uh, Thank You Game Freak. People are posting their memories and everything about you know the Pokemon games and everything Game Freaks brought to them, uh, basically to uh, to get rid of the negativity. What's obviously going around Sword and Shield and all the people moaning and uh, you know, but I guess uh, being overly negative and not critical. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. There's and there is a difference, guys. Mm. There is criticism and then there is negativity. Yeah. So I guess uh, I I wanted to bring this up. Uh, I don't want to go too much into it. <laughs> but obviously, you know, Game Freak is probably one of my... Fa- well, definitely is one of my favourite developers, made some of my favourite games. And their games have had probably the most impact on 
my childhood and gaming out of like any developer and but i guess i do feel like that's definitely what i've seen on the internet and this is the internet in general this isn't just pokemon or gaming or whatever. that's right yeah but it's either don't be negative stop being an asshole and just just love everything or it's i hate everything this game is trash it's like there, there, there is a line there where you can be in the middle and say, oh, you know, this game looks great. I'm having fun, but there is this omission where I'm, yeah. I've got an issue with. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I feel like through throughout this whole year, it's been just, it's just plummeted down straight away. We did, we did the episode when we heard the news of the national decks, and we set our issues uh, with that, uh, but at the same time, we didn't go and twitter and say f you game freak and all this awful stuff that no. came out from a lot of people no yeah and that's that's the and thing the, of course we didn't because we're not bloody ridiculous like that well that's right yeah. and and i mean that's the thing when we're talking about the two sides here you've got thank you game freak as a hashtag but you've also got a, a malicious hashtag that has popped up in response called fuck you game freak i haven't heard i haven't actually seen this one but you did say about it it is fuck you, you game mu- freak you must fu- you must like follow some awful people on Twitter. No, 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 no. Somebody liked something that said, "Okay, yeah, yeah." Fuck you, horrible people, for following this, this hashtag or whatever. I'm like, all right, let's take a look, and it is literally just people whinging again. Oh god! And then in Thank You Game Freak, it is just people just kissing the ass, and there is no middle ground. Yeah. I feel like we should probably make a middle ground hashtag called called We Love You Game Freak, but you made some mistakes here. We'd like you to fix. Thanks. <laughs> It's like it's like any developer, any game. Like yeah, any game's not perfect, and people. That's what reviews are. That's you, right. You know, yeah. Look, there's so much you can do about it, but at the end of the day, um, look, there's no such thing as picking a side here. You can love Pokemon, and you can still pick up this game, and you can still have criticisms criticisms with it, and that's fine. You could not pick up the game at all and be angry with the choices that made. And you know what? I get that because. I'm not happy with some of the choices either and that's fine and mm. then you can pick up this game and just love it for exactly what it is and just buy into it and I mean I guess that's fine but you know at the same th- at the same time I guess with me being one of those people that does have some issues with the game I feel like they can do a little bit better um, but no matter what side you're on uh, they're human beings they're human beings yeah. and Game Freak are human <laughs> beings guys like I understand that, like sending positive vibes, especially with all the things that have been going on. Their their employee morale uh, came out in a study not that long ago that is entirely low because of all the shit that's how happened. Could it, how could it not be? Well, how could it not be? Just, and I mean, that's what I mean. When we talked about it the other week, when it come down to it, um, mm. they when they did the interview um, with uh, Namura, uh, Omori and Omori, uh, Masuda and Masuda. Yeah. Sorry. I had Kingdom Hearts in my head again. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> so when they had the interview with them, they said, oh, we like to keep a small company. It's like, okay, but this game is the entry point in what is the most successful Nintendo console in a long time. And you really need to pull out all the stops because every every other developer around you is as well. Mm. You know, people who worked on Zelda and Mario and Fire Emblem and Astral Chain even from Platinum you know all that they're smashing yeah look what Next Level Games have just done with Luigi's Mansion Luigi's 3. Mansion exactly yeah like they're just... absolutely smashing it mm. and to get a media, like a, a half-assed Pokemon title is not the way to be and at this at this current time um, we obviously 
won't say anything about leaks or whatever what it is, but you know, it's still coming out to mixed reception as it always was. You know, with you know, there are always going to be people that find yeah. negativity with it and be like, "Oh, this sounds shit," and it could just be absolutely nothing. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, I feel like it comes down to what I said the other week about them being so fussy about keeping a small team. Pokemon's not small anymore. And yeah. it needs the love and attention it deserves. There's a lot of Pokemon in there now. It's probably time to hire some new people to do some stuff, guys. Yeah. What, what I don't get about the uh, the real, like the real negativity without any uh, sort of, I guess, thoughts of how to make the games better or whatever it is. Like, I dare say they love Pokemon much like myself and oh, you. Without, without no doubt, no question. But I don't understand what you're trying to achieve by just degrading the people that make it. And, you know, especially like someone like Masuda, he's been composing the music from like the very start or almost from the very start. He's made some of the most iconic music in the series and in gaming. And he's directed the game since Ruby and Sapphire. And he's he's directed some of the games that I, that are my favorite games. And having having this one decision on this game, and like then like going to abuse him and all this stuff on Twitter, it's just awful. Yeah, I just, yeah. I don't know what you're getting with that. I don't think I yeah attacking isn't the way to go. And the problem is is that and somebody put it pretty eloquently in that sales will ultimately determine. So numbers will ultimately determine whether this game performs yeah, or well, not. But the thing is, is what you need to do is you need to. Stop making things like fuck you, game freak. You look like an idiot. You do. You look like an idiot. Because if, like, I've, you know, I'm like, oh, it would be good to have the national, the whole, all the Pokemon there. But if I go and make, if I just do a tweet saying, <laughs> fuck you, hashtag fuck you, game freak, then like putting my thoughts there, I look like an idiot. Yeah. Just a complete whinging idiot. You, you voice your concerns yeah. in a reasonable manner and maybe they'll listen. You know? I, like I just said, I I think it comes down to the fact that they're probably trying to crunch only 200 employees too hard to make this entire thing work and they really need to hire more people to get it to work. Mm. But, you know, Sword and Shield could come out and it could be a great game. That's right. Yeah. We won't know until we actually play it. That's why until next week, I'm not... I, I've, I've, I've still got my judgment reserved. Yeah, As, as exactly. pissed off as I've heard about of things I've heard... Um, whether it be official or you know from the recent leaks, or mm. I'm holding my judgment until it actually comes out and I play it, and then I'll make an sort of an official judgment mm. on exactly what it means. Yeah. So uh, what what we should do is share some of our favorite Pokemon memories, Game Freak memories, as a part of the thank you Game Freak. Yeah, I feel like yeah. because like it, you know as as much as I don't just want to kiss their ass that they are they are one of my top three favorite developers that made my favorite series so um yeah i I guess one of one of my favorite memories is uh waiting for Pokemon heart gold and soul silver uh the hype for that was just through the roof for me, and waiting for that game to come out in English it came out like months I think it was like three months before uh, in Japan before it come out here and it and I uh, I got a copy of it uh, illegally in Japanese and I got a patch so it was in English and I played through it 
all in a pretty much Japanese. I think just battles and that were English, so I could just see what moves and everything <laughs> were. Yeah. And then I, then the English version came out, and I didn't. I enjoyed it just as much as I did playing it through in English than I did in Japanese. Just played through it again. I think I used like mainly the same Pokemon. I had a Lapras and a Meganium and all that still again. And I bought it. It just happened that release day was on an athletics trip I went on, and I was with all my friends and like all the you know the cool I guess the cool sporty kids, like the kids like a couple of grades above you, which like if they saw that I was like in Target buying Pokemon, I would they'd rip rip me a new asshole to put it <laughs> to put it lightly, <laughs> like you know big you know just in high school, you know oh here's this nerd <laughs> behind Pokemon, so I think I said to I said to my friends and like the group were in when we went to the shopping center, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go and I forgot what my excuse was, but I made an excuse. I didn't say I was going to this to buy a Pokemon. So I like pretty much ran to uh, Target in the uh, shopping center, bought Pokemon and put it at the bottom of my backpack. Just like put it there all thing. And I just remember like sort of like checking it every now and again, being like, oh, no one's going to notice when I've got this here. <laughs> and I had the guide too. And the guide was a lot harder than <laughs> the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, Heart Gold was definitely worth the wait. That's one of my favorite Pokemon games. Um, just heaps to do in it. Um, just a fantastic remake of uh, some of the best games in the series. I feel. Yeah. What about you? I think my favorite Pokemon memory memory was probably um, playing to the end of uh, Gold Silver. I think like getting all the way to the end and then you know going to Mount Silver. And basically versing what was yourself in the last game was mm. awesome. Um, being like being in that moment and having Red there with a level eighty five odd Pikachu and then like a whole team of just like the starters and an Espeon and a Snorlax. So that would have been so cool. It was it was amazing to experience. Because when, back when, when I played through, it was years later, so I knew there yeah. was Red there and all that, but just discovering this cave and just going up it and getting to the top and like what the hell that's the that's the guy from the last game and you click on it there you are all the old pokemon oh my god what and I mean? the theme yeah that's a i reckon that would the red theme slash lance theme from pokemon uh gold and silver and like you know every other pokemon game that's remixed it or whatever that is probably my favorite piece of video game music full stop hmm I love it so much. It gets that's the type of music I listen to when I'm like getting myself amped up, whether it's like going for a run or whatever it is. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Mm. I guess I guess for me it was more or less just like a full circle. Like I started the journey with red, came all the way back around, hit mm. the halfway point, then came all the way all the way way back around as gold, and I was versing myself. <laughs> after like a whole massive long journey yeah completely changed over to a new set of pokemon midway and then coming all the way back around and then as much as it wasn't my old pokemon that i used it was like a like a euphoria of oh shit red's grown mm. you know since i last saw him sort of <laughs> got so, it up a bit Drew. <laughs> yeah and then you, you know he he's still classic red dot 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 you beat him he disappears for a few days you come back and then you converse him again sort of thing and you know what um, it was definitely one of those experiences that made Gold, Silver, Crystal such a special set of games for me. 
um, going from Johto and then being like, oh, whoa, you could go over to Kanto and do all the gyms there and being like, oh my God. Cheese and whiskers. <laughs> and then doing the whole thing. Like, yeah. Jesus, God, Christ. It was... That's why I hold them as, you know, some of the best games in the series. It was so chock full of content and um, so much personality and seeing how the world evolved. That was a huge thing too. Mm. So I think that was probably one of my favorite Pokemon memories is just working all the way up to that point, seeing Red and then beating him and then being like, wow, that was incredible. Mm. Yeah. I've um, actually remembered a few more since, uh, since you were talking actually. Um, and Pokemon Emerald working together with Adam and Jordan to complete the Pokedex so we get a Johto starter each um, like we really co- like coordinated with one another saying you know you get this you evolve this we'll, I'll get this and evolve this we'll trade it and all that and we coordinated it so we all got a different Johto starter each and we made an egg trade each other so we had all the Johto starters like as soon as we got them pretty much so that was an awesome memory and I got to give a big shout out to actually X and Y when that first came out. Just I, I guess the timing of that being a brand new Pokemon game for a brand new system in 3D for the first time, and it was the year 2013. So uh, I graduated high school in 2012. So in 2013, it was that I guess gap year before all of our friends went to uni and sort of I guess the the stage of life bet- between where you're sort of just stagnant, I guess, and everyone's still living at home and everything. So yeah. you've got plenty of time. <laughs> and uh, X and Y come out and we all hung out together. There was heaps of us and we just played it for ages and ages um, that weekend. Played 17 hours in the first day. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't even feel like it because we're all just hanging out, having fun. like, And we were going outside having lunch and that, but we're still playing Pokemon and really enjoying it and going through the game and sort of discovering everything as we went through and yeah just so yeah really great memories of that game I actually I hold um, I've got lots of problems with X and Y but I hold sort of the main playthrough of that game and those memories of the game very highly yeah. in the series yeah yeah I can agree with that yeah yeah alright yeah thank you Game Freak yeah thank you thank, very, you. thank, thank you. you thank you yeah <laughs> thank you yeah. it's like well I guess we're in the middle so I better, better say some fuck you no, no whoa, we won't whoa. be we won't be like I said, there is a middle ground in criticism and I have more memories of thank you than I do of fuck you. So oh, yeah. they can leave them alone. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Because like, to be fair, the, the lead up to this game is the weirdest lead up to a Pokemon game I've ever experienced. Oh, yeah. It's weird. It's really weird. Yeah. yeah it's been y- Usually it's just like, oh, here's a Pokemon. Oh, that looks, that looks cool. Oh, here's the starters. That looks cool. Get the games. Play through it. Oh, Oh, that was fun. Not that much end game. Oh well, grind it some Pokemon, and that's pretty much the the Pokemon experience for the year. That's right. Yeah. This year it's just all over the place, and we will never know until we actually play it. So bring on this weekend, and we'll play it. Then. Oh man, I cannot wait. Uh, what what has happened? It seems like uh, I've got the Friday off, so I'll be I'll have my uh, pre-download ready. Uh, I'll be cracking it open at eleven thirty a.m. Thursday night. I'm going to play it until I'm like, I should go to bed. Hopefully fit like a nice amount of time in. I've got to wake up um, a decent time. I've got to take my car to get a tire change at 10 o'clock. And I've done that because obviously that day, I'll, I hope I've been doing nothing so I won't need my car. You bastard better not walk across the road <laughs> and come and play Pokemon while I'm working. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare. No, I won't. That's that, that cruel. 
but the thing is if i'm getting a tire change that day and some and like whatever happens like oh can you work this day no i don't have my car <laughs> <laughs> yeah it works perfect doesn't it that 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 was like you know just really really cement that day off in yeah it's good because anything could happen it could be filled in but nope no perfect yeah good boy. so i cannot wait holy shit <laughs> i don't know if the microphone's picked that up or not holy crap this cat's fighting outside <laughs> Should right I check the that? Front door. Yeah, you probably should. Holy crap, check man. Jeez. <laughs> Sadly enough, ladies and gentlemen, I don't have the day off. I have to make my way to work on Friday night. And then Saturday morning, I have to work then too. But the plan for us is uh, that I've organized a couple people and we'll have a night of it on Saturday uh, trying to do the max roads and all that stuff and get through a bit of that uh, so we can talk about it a bit better the following weekend and it'd just be easy with four people so I feel like that would probably be the best bet Um, oh my god he's coming back but yeah I think that's probably the best time we're going to get to just cooperate on max road battles better so that would work how's the cat? Uh, I can't find it well it's gone forever I saw one. I saw a cat down the road, so I chased it away. I was just explaining my plans. No, what? Are you, what are your plans? Uh, that we're gonna have we're gonna have uh, some time on Saturday, and we're gonna have a couple of people, so we'll probably try some max raids. Yeah. So what I'm hoping for is like obviously just saying what happened with X and Y. I'm hoping that's replicated a little bit. Yeah. This weekend. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah, for it's, sure. Especially with like I guess uh, the definitely uh, the multiplayer aspect of these new games too. Which is a lot more em- emphasised than uh, the past games. One hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. So let's right. uh, let's move into your 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 next topic, Bryce. You brought this up just as uh, we were planning the show. All right. So today. we're we're getting we're getting pretty far into the show now. So I just wanted to finish up, I suppose, with uh, shotgun five poke one each, uh, and basically what we like about their design, how we use them, and you know why we love them i guess yeah so i've i've picked five and i've written them down you were too busy talking and reading other things on the internet to write yours down so you're going off by heart i assume Uh, i've got a bit of a list here he's got a bit of a list there okay all right so do you want to start my friend um yeah i'll start off so my first one will be uh the porygon family i'm gonna say family because i like i like them all that's Um, fine I i really like porygon is a Pokemon I really, really uh, love because of its—I guess its uniqueness. It's a man-made Pokemon. It's uh, you know, it's uh, it's really quite odd-looking in like its design and its aesthetic. But I, I love how it's just like basically a computer program. Yeah. And I got no idea how. Like you see, like in the anime, how well one of the band episodes where they actually ride a Porygon. It's like, what does a Porygon feel like? If it's just software, but you can feel it. I got no idea what. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I know it's a, I know it's the Pokemon world, and it's like you can't really relate it to like the real world. But yeah, don't know what's going on there. But it's really cool how when it evolves into Porygon two, that it becomes smaller to like replicate technology advancing and becoming smaller. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then Porygon Z, where it's like they're developing Porygon three, but it's uh, it just become a glitch and like basically mucked up, so it became Porygon Z, and its Pokedex entry basically describes it as something that's know off off the hinge basically and but when i'm using it it, it listens to me so i don't know what the problem is 
yeah so porygon and i guess porygon 2 and porygon z are some of my favorite pokemon definitely a unique choice and it's not someone uh something that you would see a lot of people pick hmm. i don't um, know why i like porygon so much i just I, I think it's good absolutely love porygon yeah porygon's good and like the memories of uh getting it in pokemon fire red leaf green where you've got to get s- in my version of the game because in a fire red uh you needed 999 uh, 9,999 coins to buy a Porygon whereas in uh, Leaf Green it was a few less I can't remember exactly but it was maybe 6,000 uh, it was like you know yeah something along some, that something line. like that yeah. and I was just it took a long time to grind the money to actually get the Porygon yeah so maybe I appreciate it because of that mm. yeah yeah don't know could but, be but it's it's definitely one of my favourite Pokemon and I always have it in my team beautiful mm. well done thank you man my friend uh, so I guess my first one I'll pull out is uh, Crookedile. Mm. So Crookedile is one of my favourite Pokemon f- uh, for a few reasons. Definitely my favourite ground type Pokemon. Um, but I think the main reason is that it become one of my most beloved physical sweepers in Gen 5. So uh, when setting up a Crookedile for that kind of play, you've got access to Moxie. Uh, which is great in itself, but he also has a half-decent base speed. Yeah. So uh, you're looking at 117 base attack and then sort of around the 92, 95 mark for base speed. If you load him up with Jolly and speed EVs... <laughs> load him up with Jolly. <laughs> and you manage to get a good KO out of something that's weak against him, mm-hmm. you can just chain Moxie and just keep going and going and going and never stopping because you can just literally climb up your attack with Moxie. You don't have to stop Swords Dance or anything like that. If you really want to, you can put on a Focus Sash. Just Swords Dance anyway, just really get it yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> get, get one Swords Dance off, then KO somebody, then you've got plus three, then you've got plus four, then you've got plus five. He's an amazing sweeper. And if you can baton pass into him really well... Oh, no. <laughs> he's an absolute monster, because he just builds his own attack. So yeah. if you can baton, baton pass some defences into him, he's really solid. Yeah, Krugadol, he's one I actually haven't used. He's really fun to use. Yeah, <laughs> He's really fun to use, and he's my favourite aesthetically in design. He's probably my favourite ground-type Pokemon. Yeah. Um, you know, he also works with another one of my favourite ground-type Pokemon through his Pokedex entries, which is Flygon. Cool. Yeah. Mm. They chase down, um, prey together, and they share the keep. Do they? Yes. Huh. It was in a Pokedex entry. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. They work together. It's good. Hmm. But what about Flygon when it's in Holland? Well, I don't know. I guess he just does his own work. Yeah. He's just like, oh, I've got no partner. I'm a bit, a bit yeah. disappointed about this. Yeah. But I mean, you've got a, you've got a crocodile under the sand, and you've got a Flygon scouting the air. It's pretty unstoppable. Oh team. yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Need to read more Cute little details. Need to read more Pokedex entries. Yeah. <laughs> so do I. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. uh, my next one will be Lantern. Lantern is a Pokemon uh, from the Johto region, which I uh, really, really, really love. Got a unique typing of Water Electric, and yeah, just it's really cute. But uh, it's, uh, it was quite powerful. I had a, I think it was like my first level 100 I got in Pokemon Emerald. So that might be. I remember just like really like grinding that thing up and using it in the battle frontier and it did me a really good job mm-hmm. uh, good special attacker usually I put it with a timid nature so it's got good speed and um, uh, good special attack so I can use like Thunderbolt uh, 
I think I had Blizzard on it instead of Ice Beam mm-hmm. for a bit more attack. Surf, like it's just a really good special attack. It has good range. Yeah, really, really uh, enjoy it. And um, I started playing through um, Ultra Moon, and I just the only Pokemon I have so far is a Chinchou because <laughs> I was going to get a Lantern in that, but I didn't get through the story. <laughs> yeah, no, well that's fair enough. Yeah, but yeah, no, awesome Pokemon. Love yeah, it. Absolutely. I think yeah. I think water is one of my favorite types as well. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I'm going to have some more water types in my list. I've actually come to the realization that um, ice type is probably my, my my favorite type. Yeah. Ice type is... There, re- there is a lot of Pokemon in ice type that I really love. Yeah. It seems to be a, a quality over quantity type as well. Mm-hmm. Like water, you've got like heaps... you got things like basculin. It's like, why does this thing even exist? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Because like no one's going to use it. Like No. Yeah. It, it's sort of like a... It's more of a world-building Pokemon, just like know that it's there in the water. Yeah, but you're never actually gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna level it up to level fifty. <laughs> yeah, gonna put, right. gonna put some, gonna get its base stats up. Gonna make sure I got a good nature. No, that's not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It no. kind of just makes me scratch my head. Just Absolutely. Why? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my next one is my favorite special sweeper. So I've put my two sweepers up first, just because it's out in the air, and it's another gen, another Gen Five Pokemon, and that is Lilligan. Ooh. so Lilligan in terms of design I love it because it's cute and it's sort of like ditzy I guess when we you should a- and- I guess sorry I guess we should actually for people that just like hear these names and have no idea what these Pokemon are we should actually like sort of describe them a bit what they look like alright okay so it's like a fl- like a florally lady design yeah Um, the sort of thing that you would sort of expect at like a tea party almost so she uh, basically sets herself up same as Crocodile um, decent speed really high special attack though but the difference between um, Lilligant and Crocodile is that Lilligant has access to the really powerful bug move Quiver Dance mm-hmm. and Quiver Dance raises your speed and special attack by one stage each so it's basically Dragon Dance um, this works really well in conjunction with uh, Petal Dance a lot of dancing <laughs> a lot of dancing so basically you've got a, a basically a dragon outrage setup but it's on a grass type hmm. um, and if you could sort of keep yourself in there with some anti-confusion methods um, she will wipe the floor with anything with low special defense very very easily um, the only problem is is you really have to sort of keep her in there long enough to get out a couple quiver dances but once you do uh, she's really strong. So if you can set her up um, alright, then good. If not, then, well, you know, you're going to have a tough time. So you've got to yeah. sort of have, have a method to use her in battle. But once you get her there, she's got basically dragon level power uh, just in grass form. Yeah. yeah. It, it was definitely one of my favorite Pokemon going through black and white as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I had one. I definitely had one of my initial playthrough uh, through black. I might have on the white too as well. Not sure. But mm-hmm. yeah, definitely lo- love that one. Good choice. Oh yeah, thank you. Good choice. And Do you have any more uh, Gen 5 ones? I do. Oh, you do? Yeah. I have one more. <laughs> uh, I think this this one's actually... is a bit of a tie between Chandelure and uh, Driftblim just because I, I kind of like them for the same reasons. Just because like, the design is kind of similar. But I'm going to go with Chandelure. Uh, so Chandelure is a, a, a Gen 5 Pokemon. And 
it's a it's a ghost type that's based or it's a ghost fire type that's based off of a chandelier and it was one of those pokemon that uh people pointed to and go what the hell like that's a shan- that's a chandelier that's an ice cream that's a garbage bag so <laughs> it was like in that sort of uh, uh i guess group that is based off an object and people pointed to like oh this generation's rubbish mm. but <laughs> I love I love chandelier. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking rubbish, but yeah, one actually was based off rubbish, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, chandelier is just it's such a strong Pokemon. It's got huge special attack. Yeah, and the rest of its stats aren't too bad either, considering like usually when you've got huge special attack uh, defense and all that sort of wanes it's a bit. Definitely one of the best ghost types. Yeah, it's one of my. Yeah. So if I was going to choose a ghost type to be on my team, it would be chandelier and. Chandelure, I liked it so much, but I actually got another one when I played through Black 2 again. So I've actually got like two modest type <laughs> Chandelures. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was definitely a Pokemon that really stood out to me. I just, I love the ghost types, but are like based off of maybe objects or something like that. Like like with Driftblim being a, a ghost flying, being based off like a, a blip, basically. I really liked him in uh, Gen uh, 4 as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just um, yeah, 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 yeah. No, Shenlu is a good Pokemon. Ironically enough, the next Pokemon I got to talk about is also a ghost. Oh, so um, the next one on my list is Frostlass. Oh yeah, yep. So nice. in case you don't know Frostlass, it's the evolution that came in at Gen Four, um, for Snowrun mm-hmm. because Glalie obviously was not good enough. <laughs> no so um, Frostlass comes in as a ghost ice type uh, just a ghost in a yukata basically very uh, Japanese-ish design which I really love and uh, it has a really strange niche but it's very prevalent in um, like the competitive scene for what it does and that is it's high base speed and it's access to taunt so that you can set up trappers so stealth rocks spikes toxic spikes whatever you can stop rapid spinners coming out and getting rid of them mm, well especially in gen 4 where rapid spinners and toxic and spikes and all of that were like huge threats yeah because they were just introduced and they'll you know a bit broken yeah they were a bit broken <laughs> that's right yeah and if you could get a rapid spinner out and get it out of the way then cool mm. you know you, you sort of saved yourself but at the same time um, that is cool how it gave rapid spin like a really good use. Yeah, considering considering the type of move it is. Yeah, before it was just a really bad attack. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But because of her base speed, uh, she can taunt into a rapid spin and completely negate the damage. And then she can go in to set up literally anything else she wants, and uh, with access to stuff like icy wind for speed down and all that that kind of jazz. Mm. Uh, also boasting a relatively decent special attack. You can sort of keep up um, with anything that's got low special defense. Um, But obviously at the main use and cost of basically being a trickster Pokemon, she's really good at uh, keeping keeping away rapid spinners, keeping uh, keeping Pokemon that uh, aren't very effective against ghosts onto her and sort of working around that sort of deal. So I think... The main draw for me is the design of a, the Pokemon itself for this one, but definitely has its niche um, amongst the trap-heavy meta, mm. which is cool. Yeah. yeah. It, is, it is kind of a shame that uh, it is limited just to female Snorunt. 
yeah it is yeah that's that's the thing as well as like the the gender variants are kind of harsh in some sort of respected manner mm. but um female snow are really hard to find yeah they'll it's like 20 percent chance it's not yeah tw- it was, uh, yeah yeah it's really very hard, very hard to find mm-hmm. yeah. yeah which in some ways makes it more i guess valuable it does but, but yeah uh, yeah you know the only gl- the only use glalie has ever had is a mega form which bye bye mega form yeah well yeah it's not there anymore <laughs> so that's unfortunate but yeah uh no it's definitely one of those um pokemon from Domino pearl that i actually liked which is you know a big thing really because i don't like a lot of them from Domino pearl <laughs> uh it's probably my least favorite gen in terms of design i'll say it yeah hmm. um my next one would be Chimeco. So Chimeco, uh, it's you know based off a of wind charm. It's got basically its head as its well. It's not even its head; it's its body. Sort of in its sprite, it looks like just a head. Yeah, it's actually got little arms and legs there, and it's got this big long tail, which I assume is the charm. <laughs> bit yeah, of it. yeah. And Chimeco, it's not a, it's not you know, it's not a, really a very good Pokemon um, for battling or anything. But I, I just, I fell in love with its design. It's just so cute. It is, and yeah. in a. In a Ruby and Sapphire, initially, it was like only found in Mount Pyre, pretty much towards the top, and it's really rare. And I remember looking for it for hours and hours. I just couldn't find the freaking thing. <laughs> and eventually, I found one, and uh, I, I just I put it in my party, and I trained it right up. And actually, it, it was quite good for like going through the game, and I, I really enjoyed it. I don't really have too much more to say than that because it's not like it's a, a really weird choice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite Pokemon. It's just like really odd. And obviously, in a Gen 4, it got a pre-evolution Chingling, but you know, that did nothing to help it. It sort of just got a pre-evolution. <laughs> yeah. that's, the, that's the weird thing of pre-evolutions. Like, it doesn't help at all. It's no. just like... Yeah. It, it helps you make sense of like where it come from, I guess. Like, oh, okay. You know, it grew a tail. <laughs> instead of a bell, it became... And turned a, blue. Yeah. Yeah. So, there you go. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely one of my favorite Pokemon from Gen 3. And, and it's it's not a very popular Pokemon, so I thought I'd show it some love. Yeah. Cool. Good choice. Thanks, man. <laughs> very odd choice. Yeah. Did you expect that one? I did not expect no, that one. That one was really strange. It's always been one of my favorite Pokemon. I just never talk about it. Yeah. I never put it necessarily put it on my team either because it doesn't have that much utility. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I can un- I can understand that. Diving into my next one, it's my favorite designated tank, and I feel like this one would probably be the most commonly liked one out of the lot of them. Is it Tankerous? It is not Tankerous. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that is. No, it's nothing. Exactly. <laughs> um, but it is Umbreon. Oh yeah. Nice. So Umbreon has a ton of utility that I didn't realize back in the in the days of playing Gold Silver Crystal, just using it as a physical attacker for the most part. Because oh hey, you know, there's no other strategy versus NPCs. You just attack them. Who cares? Just bite them all. Exactly. That's right. You just get crunch. Right. And maybe some Shadow Ball if you're feeling a little spicy, considering its special attack and its attack is not that much different. But no. Um, Umbreon really found its niche in a tank role. Yeah. So good at bat, good at bat on passing, uh, good at bat on passing rather. Um, good with, um, setting up a very nice wall, keeping itself alive, and stalling toxic and other damage over time effects, so burns, etc. 
Um, very, very good at that type of role while also keeping itself alive and getting ready for a nice shift over to Baton Pass. Um, so I use I use Umbreon in this situation a lot if I have something that is akin to a good sweeper and I really need to bulk them up a little bit because obviously, you know, their attack and speed might be great, but the defenses are really low and if I switch that out without repercussion, I'm going to get smacked and probably <laughs> die very quickly. Mm. So Umbreon's always been a very good go-to for that, for the access to Baton Pass. Um, I think I think it was Calm Mind as well um, to sort of ramp myself up, get my defenses up there, push on, and keep use my Moonlight to keep myself alive. Um, maybe some leftovers as well, just make them a real hard-to-get-through wall. Mm. And then shifting on the stats onto another Pokemon to make them more more of a beef eater yet. <laughs> you know uh, and yeah I, I guess tank eater well that's right yeah. it's been one of my favourite Pokemon since Generation 2 since I started playing Generation 2 I always had a Typhlosion and an Umbreon on my team I love them both so much um, and yeah I guess unfortunately with Typhlosion Typhlosion never really got much love as the years went by so I mean it got access to Eruption maybe which was its best garb but Umbreon is always sort of ended up in a situation where I can use it. So, yeah. Good on you, Umbreon. Always been by my side. Thanks, Umbreon. Yeah. Good lad. Yeah. Now, I, th- I think this... Is this my fifth? This is your fifth. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess there's some honourable mentions before I, I go into my last one. So, absolutely love Lapras. Easily one of my favourite Pokemon. If, if Pokemon is real, I would have one. Please give me one. Uh... Arcanine, love Arcanine. Uh, Sudowoodo, always love Sudowoodo for some reason. He's just so quirky and weird. Um, I think, I remember when Emerald was coming out and that Sudowoodo was available in Emerald through the Battle Frontier. I was really excited to get one. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> just really excited to get a Sudowoodo because uh, playing through uh, Gold and Silver, um, I actually used the Sudowoodo that you get going through the game. He's a good lad. Love Sudo Widow. Some mm-hmm. low kicking, some rock throws. But do you like Bonsley? Uh oh leading up to uh leading up to those games, I was really excited about Bonsley. <laughs> Alright. And Bonsley's cool. a really cool Pokemon. In Super Smash Bros. Brawl, it was absolutely so fun when he came out the Pokeball. You pick him up, you can barely walk, <laughs> but you throw him and you absolutely destroy people with him. It was so good. Yeah. I don't is he still in the games, Bronsley? Because I don't we don't play uh, no. No. It's not easy because we don't play with items on it anymore, so I actually don't know. <laughs> no, I'm more than sure that he, I'm more than sure that he is, and I've never seen him. Mm. Yeah, uh, Tyranitar, absolutely love Tyranitar. He would have to be my well, it, surely he's no, he is. He's easily my uh, favorite uh, pseudo legendary Pokemon. Yep, absolutely love him. He's awesome. Uh, all of the legendaries except for the, the Gigas family at Hoenn, absolutely love like the trios, the Latias, Latios, uh, mm. love them a lot. Um, anyway, that's enough honourable mentions. Greninja's really cool too. Uh, <laughs> uh, my last one is a grass type. It's Skeptile. Um, it's hard to ch- sort of for me to choose between the Hoenn starters, but I guess Skeptile, just in its design, having blades coming out of its wrists and being a a grass type that I guess really um, leading up to then, like Venusaur was pretty good, but. Uh, he let me down in the games I chose him in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Meganium wasn't... Meganium's never been... F- Unfortunately, Meganium's not that great, as much as I love Meganium. Yeah, same here. But yeah. Skeptile, I would have to say that uh, it was the first grass starter that actually like, was really good going through the games. Yeah, really good impact. Yeah. yeah. And it's 
you know, from Trico to Grovile to Skeptile, really fantastic design. I think it looks so cool. And the, the way it was sort of portrayed in the anime, where it's like, you know, Ash is like, hey, use Leaf Blade, and it's like, actually like, the way it attacks with its blades and everything, I thought it was really, really cool. Um, it doesn't have a whole lot of utility, sort of, in competitive play. Um, but, you know, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, by yeah. all means. I mean, it, it had a mega for what it's worth it did too I forgot about the hole in the megas actually yeah I remember Swamp It's because it looked weird yeah, <laughs> yeah it did yeah it's like a big like it took some steroids the previous yeah. night and it's like <laughs> and Blaziken's was oh, yeah Blaziken's mega was really cool yeah they, it was yeah I forget, they, they introduced in the X and Y didn't they yeah yeah, they did right. yeah yep speed boost bloody Jesus yeah yeah crazy yeah, yeah. that was a hidden ability as well that God, you could get God knows why <laughs> Jesus yeah. it's dangerous stuff absolutely mm. so my final one is one to be loved for the ages everybody knows this Pokemon it's a Pikachu no it's I love Pikachu absolutely beautiful it'll be hands down one of the most remembered Pokemon in absolute history Scumfisk no it's Rhianiclus oh yeah fair enough yep that's right it'll always be remembered not really no no <laughs> I mean your rival has it in the, in the new games in there yeah. your angry rival not your f- fun rival yeah your angry rival yeah that's right yeah the angry white haired man so Rhianiclus <laughs> Rhianiclus is what we call the fetus baby um this Pokemon is really weird uh in how it sits up it's very cute in design I really like its design but it's very weird in how it sits up what for actually ba- is it b- battle it's not a fetus um it's like a cell, isn't it? It is a cell, yeah. Yeah. It's a cell that... It's a big sort cell. Of evolves, It's yeah. a very big cell. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Because you've got a Solossus, um, which uh, centers around... Um, God, what's it called? It's on the top of my head. Hair. <laughs> it's under the same name. Sol something, anyway. It's named after a cell. Yeah. Um, And then Duosian, then Rhianiclus. Uh, Just with um, Dio... What's its name? Deosian. 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 Yeah, someone, someone like it was. A, someone was talking about Pokemon in a YouTube video, and they brought up like, that Pokemon. I'm like, I actually, you couldn't pay me a million dollars to name that Pokemon. I did not know because <laughs> Gen Five's where I'm like, I've got my favorites, but like some of the other Pokemon, I just completely forget. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where it starts getting hazy from that point on. Especially at Gen Five, there's 156 of them. Yeah, so I guess it's fair enough at yeah. some point. But That's yeah, right. that line, I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I could not remember their names. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but it's it's weird how Rhianiclus works in how it plays, I guess, and that what that's what makes it really unique in its own um, mm. regard. So it's got some really nice defenses. Uh, for what it's worth, its HP is really good, but it has very crap speed. Um and just it's basically just a cannon that can't move very fast at all. That's, so sort, of, that's sort of what a lot of uh, Gen Five Pokemon were, wasn't yeah. it? They sort of like had awful speed, but I, they were... I'd argue I'd argue Sun and Moon was worse for that. Definitely, like when you're thinking about Pokemon like Toxapex, also one of my yeah. favorites, and then Vicavolt. I am thinking about when uh, Gen Five was the latest version, though, like yeah. comparing to other Pokemon. Zeb Stricker, I guess, is a good example of a Pokemon that makes no sense mm. in terms of that. Oh, that's such a cool looking Pokemon. I wish it was better. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's, that is that is one of my favourite designs, like from a design point. 
Yeah. Yeah, one of my favourites. By all means. Um, so the way you have to sort of set up Rihanna Kloss is putting some attention into its defences. Because obviously, with its base speed at 30, you're not going to get it anywhere. So you need to bulk up its defence and HP mm. and basically just make it a cannon that can take hits. Um, give it a good couple moves. Maybe maybe something like Psychic and then Psy Shock. So if you use Psy Shock, obviously it counts it as a physical attack, but uses your special attack stats. Yeah. Um, it's a good option for a Pokemon like that because it can sort of hit it where it hurts. Um, but as long as you bulk it up in the EVs and the nature... Um, t- more towards defense rather than speed you're going to have a much better time actually using it because it can take a hit or two before it completely tires out and then you can chuck a leftovers on it just to sort of keep it alive and eventually it will whittle down but because of its really high base special attack spat, uh, base special attack stat rather of 125 <laughs> mm. um, you can couple that with a couple things that really just sort of makes it that you hit me I hit you harder sort of Pokemon and that's great and I'm glad to see he's uh, going to be in Sword and Shield and then it's here. he's going to be in there so that Ooh, makes me happy spoilers well I mean if you haven't watched the trailer yeah yeah <laughs> I guess so I'm happy to see him in there that's good very, pl- very proud of my little fetus baby boy <laughs> he's, he's beautiful well done well well done Rihannicles you've, you've well done, done it you've done it for the boys <laughs> <laughs> you've done it for the boys for the boys for the boys. Get around the boys, Rihanna Close. <laughs> so I guess that brings us to the end of this small shotgun section. Well, it wasn't very shotgun, but yeah. It, no, it was shotgun enough. Like we could have I could have sat around and talked more about these Pokemon, I yeah, guess. Yeah. But I tried to sort of condense it as much as I possibly could. Um and You gotta think about Luke. You can't keep him here all day listening to Pokemon <laughs> stuff, can you? Sorry. No. Sorry, Luke. Sorry, Luke. Um but that time of year, it know? was interesting to hear like Chimeco was on that list for you. Mm. That's probably the one I'm most surprised about. Uh, huh. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was very strange. Yeah. No, it's, it's always been a favourite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really weird, really random. Mm. By all means. I hope it's got a Galarian form. Mm. I don't think you'll have much luck in that, but... <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we will We will see. All right, Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> don't you fucking do that to me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bryce, thank you very much for joining me today. And everybody, thank you very much for listening to The House of Mari, episode 121. If you'd like to support the show, uh, go over to iTunes or your podcast player of choice. Leave us a review. It helps out the show with the algorithms, the reach, all of that fun stuff. And uh, Bryce, where can they find you on social media? Twitter? At IVRevan. At IVRevan. And you can find me at IDruby and the show at The House of Mario. And... Uh, I guess uh, I don't know exactly what I'm going to be doing yet, but I do want to be doing some like uh, quick sort of thoughts as the weekend goes on for Pokemon Sword and Shield. Maybe talking about like my experiences between each gym or something. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure yet, but that'll be available on patreoncom idruby sort of just as House of Mario Encore. Yeah, just yeah. To, don't want to be like littering this feed uh, with that type of just stuff, but. Yeah, I want to play like you know a few hours and like really put my thoughts out there of like whatever. So obviously, make sure if you're interested in listening to that, make sure you've played that bit of the game first. But yeah, yeah, not sure yet. But yeah, that's roughly what I want to do. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Poke a vlog with Drooby. Poke a vlog with Drooby. Yeah. Poke a pod pog vlog. Poke a blog a bug. 
Alright everybody, thank you very much for listening and we will... Uh, no, whoa, 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 whoa. We better say our plans for next week. So next week will be our review discussion for Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yeah, without no question of a doubt. Um, it's the episode I've been looking forward to doing most all year. Uh, you know, with all everything that's gone on with this game uh, and as big fans of Pokemon, really looking forward to playing these games, getting our thoughts out there. And uh, yeah, it should be, it should be fun. So the whole episode will be based around that. So sorry, Luke for uh, talking about Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, we'll uh, see you next week. No worries, we'll see you guys. Yeah.